Welcome to Interesting Times. I'm Joe Streckert. They called it the White City of the Monkey God. And you couldn't design a better name for a lost city than that, the White City of the Monkey God. That sounds like something out of a Robert E. Howard story, something that either Conan the Barbarian or Solomon Kane would happen upon in some kind of cheap pulp magazine-type story. A mysterious city in the deepest jungle that held the secrets of an ancient civilization. A tower of ruins hidden beneath twisting vines and trees. A thing waiting to be discovered. A lost ruin that, if you found it, you would think, this is what exploration is for. This city, this former civilization overtaken by vines and reclaimed by the chaos of the wild, the white city of the monkey god, whose pale walls now echo with the roars of jaguars and the howls of tree-dwelling primates. It's not a thing. It's, it's not really real. Uh, it's a myth. It's a story. We'll get there. Uh, tales of this hidden city, with its bone-white walls and mysterious monkey god, in the Honduran jungles, they go back a long time. They go all the way back, maybe, to Cortez himself. And along the way, Charles Lindbergh shows up. And later on, there are lasers, but, but we'll get there. Most of the stories about this thing, this mysterious divine monkey city, uh, it's just hype. But it's entertaining hype. And where I want to start with the entertaining hype today is with the Milwaukee Sentinel on September 22nd of 1940. In it, an American explorer, a guy named Theodore Mord, claimed to have found what he called the lost city of ancient America's monkey god. And this is something that landed on people's doorsteps and they opened up and found this fully illustrated feature that was ostensibly about history and archaeology and all that. And... I'm just going to let Mord speak for himself. Quote, It was an ideal site for that city. Towering mountains formed a backdrop of the scene. Nearby, a rushing cataract, beautiful as a robe of shimmering jewels, cascaded into the green valley of the ruins. Birds, themselves as brilliant as jewels, flitted from tree to tree, and little monkey faces peered inquisitively at us from the surrounding scene of dense foliage. More definite location than this I cannot give, because, as I have written, many are they who have sought for the monkey god city, attracted by tales of treasure, and we want to find it unmolested on our return next January. Then we hope to uncover the great temple and unravel, among other things, the mystery of this prehistoric American monkey god's resemblances to the monkey god Hanuman, worshipped for tens of centuries and still worshipped in India. Unquote. And uh, I really hope that your BS detectors are already going haywire because there's a lot to critique there, starting with the fact that Mord is releasing news of his discovery in a popular newspaper, the Milwaukee Sentinel, rather than in any kind of peer-reviewed academic journal. If Indiana Jones was a real guy, and if he actually did, you know, want to publish things relating to his various discoveries— he probably wouldn't be posting it in the Boston Globe. He would probably be submitting it to, you know, an actual archaeology journal. But he's also implying that there is a connection between ancient Mesoamerican civilizations and present-day India, and that's kind of weird. And I have no idea what to make of that, 
other than some American white guy just lumping all so-called exotic cultures into a big pile with each other and looking for connections. And then, of course, there's the part where he says, Hey, we can't tell you where this thing is, but trust me, it's pretty amazing, and there are pretty birds, and we selflessly want to keep it from all of the treasure hunters who want to raid it for all of the treasure that is obviously there. And if that part of Mord's account didn't set off all of your skepticism alarms, then this next part almost certainly will, quoting him again. According to legends, whose possible verification was the purpose of our expedition, the long-sought lost city of Mosquita, Mosquita, by the way, is another name for the Mosquito Coast of Honduras, you might remember it from our previous episode about uh, Gregor McGregor, the so-called Cacique of Poyer. Uh, yes, we are returning to Mesoamerica again in this episode. Anyways, going back to Mord's account. Was once the keystone of a civilization whose people inhabited the whole region. Indians had spoken to us of the vast ruins now blanketed by jungle. In their superstitious minds it was a place to be avoided. Yet the older Indians were able to describe some of its features with curiously explicit detail. This was particularly true of the temple. And by the way, Mord capitalizes temple, because this is the kind of account where you capitalize the word temple. We would uncover, they said, a long-stared approach to it, which would be built and paved after the manner of some of the ruined Mayan cities to the north. Stone effigies of monkeys would line the approach. The heart of the temple was a high stone dais, on which the statue of the monkey god himself stood. Before it was a place of sacrifice. Immense balustrades flanked the steps of the dais. At the beginning of one was the colossal image of a frog. At the beginning of the other, a crocodile. Unquote. There are so many things wrong with this, and you might have noticed how in that passage, Mord, he subtly switched from a voice in the present tense, where he was supposedly recounting what some old Indian had told him, and then switched to the present tense, which sounded more like a first-hand account or actual reportage. I think this is fake. Uh, in the account, Mord also goes on about Hanuman, the Indian deity, quite a bit, and the supposed connections between South American and Indian subcontinent religion, uh, none of which has any kind of theological, ethnographic, or anthropological merit, probably, but again, it's entertaining BS to read. And also, he talks about something called the Dance of Dead Monkeys, and has this whole thing about how the native mythology supposedly spoke of hairy men who were the descendants of both human and monkey, and there's this whole thing he goes into about monkey deities making off with, like, virgin human women, and it turns into this whole kind of oblique sex thing, and it gets kind of weird, and I feel pretty good about saying that this is pseudo-history. But that doesn't mean it's not popular. And that doesn't mean that this story hasn't captured the minds of a lot of people who want to go into the Honduran jungles and look for this supposed white city of the monkey god, or, as it's sometimes called, La Ciudad Blanca. I am sorry, I do not pronounce Spanish well, or at all, but I'm going to refer to it interchangeably as La Ciudad Blanca, or the white city, or the white city of the monkey god, all the same thing. So Mord's account, yes, it is probably the most high-profile tale of this lost city, and probably one of the most famous and most colorful, and when it appeared in the Milwaukee Sentinel, it was literally illustrated by a pulp magazine artist, and it is the main reason why I'm doing this episode. But it is by no means the only story about this lost city. 
Um, on a sad note, by the way, Mord never returned to Honduras. Um, he later killed himself. Uh, if he did, in fact, know the location of a lost city in the jungles of the Mosquito Coast, he took that information with him to the grave. But back to the White City and other supposed references to it. A lot of people, after Mord's account, tried to find other corroborating evidence for this thing. And one of the places they looked for evidence of La Ciudad Blanca, or the White City, was in the writings, the letters of Hernán Cortés. So in his fifth letter, Hernán Cortés is writing back to Spain, and he's talking about things in Honduras. Uh, he had to go to Honduras, so his guys had gone rogue, and they wanted to set up their own country, and Cortés had to go in and put them down, and he ended up spending some time there, and it was a whole thing. But Cortés, he wrote home to Spain of Honduras, the following, quote, So wonderful are the reports about this particular province, that even allowing largely for exaggeration, it will exceed Mexico in riches, and equal in the largeness of its towns and villages, the density of its population, and the policy of its inhabitants, unquote. Because of Cortés's effusive description of Honduras, People who are really, really into this myth, who are really into this whole white city type thing, they point to this right here and say, hey, that is Cortez referring, possibly, to La Ciudad Blanca, the city of the monkey god, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that to me looks like post hoc rationalization. A lot. And Cortez isn't the only famous person who's been kind of appended to or sort of stapled onto the narrative about this supposed lost white city in the middle of the Honduran jungles. Another famous person associated with this thing is noted aeronaut, Nazi sympathizer, multiple family haver, and child loser, Charles Lindbergh. He also mentioned doing a flyby over Honduras and seeing this bright white city stark against the green jungle. Maybe. Lindbergh supposedly did this in the 1920s, but most of the accounts we have of Charles Lindbergh supposedly seeing this thing come from second or third hand accounts in the 1950s describing something he supposedly did in the 1920s. So I seriously doubt that Lucky Lindy, noted racist, multiple family haver, child loser, and aeronaut, actually ever saw this thing. I think that he is a famous person that a lot of conspiracy theory enthusiast-type folks have just kind of super glued onto the story to make it a better story. A lot of would-be explorers and adventurers have attempted to find La Ciudad Blanca, and reports of discovering the city show up fairly often in both English and Spanish language press. Researching this episode was honestly sort of a pain because I had to sift through a whole lot of articles and stories about this topic that were mostly sensationalism or hype. There were plenty of articles that basically followed this arc. Some people, they could be from the United States or Honduras or Mexico or somewhere else, they find some kind of ruin or artifact or thing in Honduran jungles, and then they declare it to be from this lost white city. Plenty of people had found a few ruins and said, well, there it is, we discover it. But one thing to kind of cut through all the BS when I was looking into this was an article in The New Yorker where they interviewed a specialist in Honduran archaeology, a guy named Chris Begley, and he said, quote, Every ten years or so, somebody finds it. There are five or so big archaeological sites out there that people typically cite as a lost city. I've been to all of them, 
unquote. And there are indeed ruins in Central America. There are lots of them. People have found plenty of them. Um, but necessarily saying that these ruins that we just found are the lost white city of the monkey god, the one that Theodore Moore described in 1940, those claims are not necessarily substantiated. In 2012, a team of filmmakers, they were making a movie called Jungle Land, and they really shouldn't have titled it that, given that Jungle Land is a track on Bruce Springsteen's album Born to Run. Come on, guys, that title is taken. But in 2012, these guys making this movie, Jungle Land, they surveyed the area where the white city supposedly is using a technology called LIDAR, a technology which I'm going to way oversimplify by saying that LIDAR is basically radar, but with lasers. Anyway, using high-tech laser vision, the filmmakers were able to produce a series of images they said were La Ciudad Blanca, were the white city of the monkey god. Actual scholars, though, were not impressed with how the information was presented or handled or given to the public. Uh, Rosemary Joyce at the University of California at Berkeley wrote on the Berkeley blog the following about these images from documentary filmmakers that supposedly showed us this lost city. Quote, I have seen one of the LIDAR images. The work has not yet been published or subject to peer review. It is clear to me that there are archaeological sites in the areas surveyed by the LIDAR team. So in that sense, this is good science. But where it goes terribly wrong is the failure to involve any specialist in regional archaeology before press releases were issued, hence the feverish level of hype from Honduran government officials. The group promoting the story, led by a documentary filmmaker, issued a press release in English that promotes the idea that what is visible in the LIDAR image is the legendary lost city of La Ciudad Blanca. Although their press release mentions working with archaeologists, in fact, none have been part of the project, or they would possibly have saved them from promoting the story as the discovery of a fabled lost city, unquote. And Joyce, speaking to the New Yorker in the same article that I already cited, it's called The Eldorado Machine, it's from May of 2013, she let us know how she really feels when she said the following, there is no white city. The white city is a myth. I'm quite biased against this group of people because they are adventurers and not archaeologists. They're after spectacle. Now, I like spectacle. I like mysteries. I can totally understand why people would find the idea of a lost city in the middle of the jungle with these really stark bone-white walls and this intimidating-looking monkey god at its center to be extraordinarily alluring. Theodore Mord's account from 1940 it was transparent BS, but it's also the single most entertaining thing I read for this episode, and it's why this episode exists. And the archaeologist Chris Bagley probably said it best when he summed up what La Ciudad Blanca could mean for the people living in Honduras. He said, To the indigenous people, the thing that's lost in the lost city isn't the city itself. It represents a kind of golden age, their lost autonomy, or hope, or opportunity. I am torn. On one hand, I am completely sympathetic to debunking things, to telling people why BS is not real, to pointing out how lots of stuff is factually wrong. But on the other hand, I can completely understand why that image of a lost civilization just out of reach, dwelling within jungles that you can't quite get through, could motivate all kinds of inquiry, all kinds of discovery, all kinds of exploration. 
I am fine with the white city of the monkey god never having existed. I am also fine with constantly, constantly looking for and reaching for it. Interesting Times it is recorded at the offices of Portland's own X-Ray FM 91.1 and 107.1 in Portland, Oregon. We are supported completely, utterly, totally, 100% by our generous Patreon supporters. This podcast, it is not funded because we have discovered a gigantic cache of treasure in the Central American jungles. Nope. It is funded because you guys fund it. So please go to interestingtimespodcast.com. There is a thing you can click on to support the podcast. Go there, click on it, do the thing. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash interesting times with Joe Streckert. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Tumblr at, as my name, as Joe Streckert, because I'm not creative like that. Um, thank you very much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye. Drinking warm beer in the soft summer rain. The rock pulls in the town, rolls up his pants. Together they take a stab at romance and disappear down Flamingo Lane. Will a maximum lawman run down Flamingo chasing the